The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much, first and foremost, for being an intentional spirit, for supporting our show and listening and sharing it with your social media groups, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks to you. We're in countries all over the world, and as you know, we offer each and every week various perspectives, different tools rather than rules that we can use with practical application. As you know, I'm truly an advocate for how can we apply things rather than just talking about bumper sticker truths and cliches. Uh, what's some real good practical application? that we can use starting now to help us in the workplace, to help us with our families, to help us in all areas of our lives. Today we have a leading expert, and as I've probably said that about four times since I've been on the show, so you know I'm very serious about our guest, Mark Susno. He is the author of the book Dancing on the River, Navigating Life's Changes. Mark, welcome to our show today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to um, our dialogue, our conversation. Well, what I love about um, your work is that it's it's so practical that, you know, after the show, people can take the things that you've said and some of the ideas and the ideals, they can take them right into their afternoon into their tomorrow and already have an impact and, and be part of a change. But tell us how you got started as a uh, as an intentional uh, person and, and spiritual being. Um, I know you had a near-death experience. How old were you when that happened? And, and tell us about that. Was that your big aha moment that started you on this track? Well, I, it's, it's, I was 13 at the time. And... Um, I don't think I realize the significance of, of what happened until many, many years later. Mm-hmm. And, um, but looking, it's kind of, it's kind of like a lot of things in life. You don't really understand how they impact you until you're, till you reflect on them and you go, wow, that really is, is significant. And, um, that was, I was, uh, I was in the rapids on a, on a, a rafting trip with my uncle on the Green River in Colorado. And I got caught in the rapids. I was swimming alongside the boat. And all of a sudden I realized that I wasn't going to be able to get back on the boat. And there were these yells, like, get back on the boat, get back on the boat. And there was a moment in time when I realized that I couldn't get back on the boat. And at that time, there were more yells about stay in the center, stay in the center. And I, that's what I tried to do as I, as the, as the current picked up and I was swept through the rapids or put my feet up. I was spun around. And the next thing I knew, I was on this side of the rapids. And my, um, and I, and I, all of a sudden there was calmness until I realized that I still wasn't on the boat. And I might go through the rapids again. 
So my uncle extended an oar. I reached for the oar. I was pulled onto the boat as it went through the rapids a second time. And, and then the rest of the trip was, was kind of anticlimactic. But my uncle said something to me on the way home. He said, to back to California, he said, you know, this is something you'll think about later in life. And that's kind of, for me, what it was. It was later in life that I thought about this trip, what had happened. And I wrote an article about it called Life Lessons from the River. This was, this was 30 years later that I wrote this article. And so I've, I've, these lessons really have been a significant part of my life and really formed the foundation of dancing on the river. It's amazing. The impression, the uh, samskara that they say in Sanskrit, that impression that you receive then has has literally navigated your life um, in the most amazing, amazing way. Uh, Dancing on the River, your book, which your website is inspirepossibilities.com. Good it's job. Bigger, by the way, inspire inspirepossibility. Yes, inspirepossibility.com. Good, great domain name there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. you know what's interesting, Temple, is that when I, when I first started this work and, and what I do now, I didn't have a website. And there was a, a person that was one of my coaching clients. She kept saying, get a website, get a website. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. She said, at least get a domain name. So I went to get, I agreed to do that and I went to get a, a domain name and it, 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 the domain names I was looking for were along the lines of take charge of your life. And it was probably after about three hours that I settled on Inspire Possibility. And it wasn't like my first choice, whereas today I would grab it in a heartbeat. But at that time it was something that I just kind of, stumbled onto, I fell into, not really knowing the significance of, of what happened. And I think it's a lot of things in life. We don't really know the significance of how something happens in our life, the impact that it has. So for me, getting inspired possibility is something that is so empowering. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard the story. I use it a lot when I travel in speaking, uh, that the teacher is asking, uh, the children, um, what do they want to be when they grow up? And, uh, one little girl says president and one little boy says, you know, uh, major league baseball coach and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the teacher gets to Billy. Have you heard this? Mark? No. I okay. Well, you'll, you'll love it. So then um, the teacher gets to Billy and, and Billy says, uh, I, I want to be possible. And, and the teacher said, possible? You know, I've never heard that before. What do you mean by that? And he says, well, my mom is always telling me that I'm in." possible and i just want to be possible <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so i mean for you that's a must-have um in the work that you're doing and especially with a phenomenal named website inspirepossibilities.com um i knew you would love that well listen here we are and we're in our joy and it's uh, we haven't had a chance to talk um in, throughout the courses of our lives and compare notes but you and I both are in a place right now that's very joyful. And yet, I know I haven't always been, and I'm sure you haven't either. And I know part of your gift is is bringing uh, reality into, you know, navigating life's changes. And there's a number of people now that are going through major spiritual relocations. They're, they're struggling with job loss and, you know, are, are thinking, living on edge. They're going to lose their job or pay cuts or all these different kind of things. And how do you know now, knowing what you know, um, dancing on the river of your own life and the flow of things of what, how do you think people find joy in their, in their lives with all these challenges and stressful things going on? Well, that's a good question. And I'm glad you asked that because 
is something that we all, you know, haven't have, but we all, we're all concerned about. And I still, I still have challenges. I still have, you know, people think that we're going to, you're going to get to that point in life when maybe you grow older or, or whatever, where you don't have challenges. I mean, my uncle's 94 and, you know, he, he's, he's, he said, Hey, every, he says, nobody gets to escape. Everybody has challenges. They might be different at different times in your life, but, um, so everybody's going to have challenges. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there, everybody's going to have challenges. So I think the first thing is to realize that we're not going to get to this place where, where we don't have challenges. Again, it might be, it might be different. I, I, I just, uh, you know, I went to yoga this morning and, uh, I went to the health food store and there was a person I know his wife has ALS. And she's had this disease for, for many, many years. So people have different things. It's just that, it's just that it, it changes what that thing is. It changes. So you have one crisis, it gets resolved and then something else is going to come up. Just like with goals, you have a goal, you achieve the goal. You're going to have another one. So it, it's so, so what it comes down to is something that I've come up with. And I think writing, writing dancing on the river helped me get clarity on this is that. The happiness that we have is a choice. You know, we choose to be happy. And once we just make that decision to choose to be happy and realize we're going to have loose ends, we're always going to have loose ends. And by the way, I'm going to be writing another book, and that book's going to be entitled Loose Ends, Learning to Love Uncertainty. So part of what the people are concerned about is uncertainty and thinking that something's going to happen where that's going to go away, but it's never going to go away. It might, it might be different in terms of what we're concerned about. So I think what we have to do is to learn to, to be, choose to be happy and say, I'm happy and I have these loose ends. I'm happy and there's some things I need to work on in my spiritual path. And that's what's helped me a lot is to come to that place to where I'm always going to have these loose ends. Um, and to, and to give up trying to make everything perfect. I think that we, you know, we, we want to get to that place where that's what drives us. We want to get to that place where we don't have any problems, you know, and, and I don't, I don't think that ever happens. At least not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Maybe so for a minute or two. <laughs> <laughs> right. A minute or two, that's for sure. Um, talk to us, um, Mark, about, because I love the way you frame things, what are some of the insights that that your book offers? Well, I, um, you know, when on that rafting trip, the last thing I remember before I went through the rapids was stay in the center. And that's really, for me, is really the first principle of navigating change is to live your life from the center. And what the way I explain it when when I'm you know uh, coaching or talking to groups is that to really understand what that center is is to imagine you're driving your car and your car doesn't have shock absorbers or if they do they're they're really old and what happens then is every little bump in the road is magnified so all you notice are the bumps in the road but when you have new shocks you don't notice the bumps in the road and you have a smooth ride. So I think that when you have clear purpose and you know where you're going, you have a smooth ride and you're more optimistic and, and because you're in touch with the center. And the, and the question is, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you create that center? How do you find that center? Which people do in different ways. But what I, what I do is I've been a meditator for, for many, many years. And the first thing I do is I meditate in the morning. And that's, so that's what I would suggest is some type of, 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 of disciplined spiritual practice. And some people find their center, their center by running, playing music, but it's important to find that center. And that kind of tunes you into that, to that, to that essence, that essence, that, that spirit that, that we're not always in touch with. So that's what I do is the first principle is live from your center. And, and once I'm, I find that, that inner peace, that, that stillness, then I start to focus on what I'm grateful for. So when my uncle extended the oar right before I was going to go through the rapids the second time, I was grateful for that oar. I was grateful for the, my uncle to take me on that trip. I was grateful for 
the uh, Sierra Club that sponsored that trip. And I was grateful for the river, for, for the incredible, beautiful canyons and, and nature. And um, so gratitude is the second principle is to, to really to, to navigate change. First one is to live from your center. The second one is to be grateful. And there, and nowadays, I mean, it used to be that when you people first got involved in, in, let's say going to a, a, a spiritual community is that it was kind of to be grateful was like the thing to do. It was what spiritual beings do, but there's so many other benefits involved in the gratitude practice. They've done a lot of studies now to, to show that when people really focus on gratitude, that there's less stress in their life. They have less hypertension and there's a lot of medical research now in this area. So gratitude is huge. And, um, what I say is you can also use gratitude because you're talking about creating an intentional life. You can use gratitude to help you really create the life you want. So for example, the way I would work it, let's just, what is something that you might be working on in your life? I would say for me, it's it's just going to the next level of my um, my career. I've got a brand new book launching in November, and so you know that's kind of what you're talking about. It's like a balance because uh, having already a full plate, if you will, and then adding that into my life. Uh, but yet being in the place of being so happy about it, you know, because I certainly don't want the uh, the universe to think that I feel inconvenienced. I mean, it's a great offer. It's from a major publisher. You know, a lot of excitement around it. So mm-hmm. like you're saying, instead of looking at, wow, this is requiring a lot of my extra time and things like that. Uh, is that what you mean? Kind of. So you would be, you would be, uh, so really for what it is, is, is for more, Sounds like you're you're really you're really um, grateful for the for the uh, grace that comes to you for the for the you know for the universe supporting you and to uh, empower you. Yes. Yeah. And so what I do, like in a gratitude practice, is I would encourage people to say, "I'm grateful for the universe supporting me. I'm grateful for for um, the abundance I have. I'm grateful for the." Um, for my for my resourcefulness, for the opportunities come my way, and these are things that we we do for for our abundance. But but a lot of times we're working on we're working on a particular issue. It might be let's just say that we don't feel loved. That's one of the issues is that we feel that you know I don't really have that special person in my life. And so what I would encourage people, and so we don't. Some people, they don't feel love. So what I would do to give an example of how this would work, I would say express gratitude for the love that's in your life. And people say, well, there's not a lot of love. I said, but express the gratitude for that is. So you start to focus on the love that is in your life, not the love that isn't. And as we know in this kind of work that we do is what you focus on expands. So as you start to focus on the love that is in your life, you start to attract that to you. And it can be with anything. It can be with abundance. People are, you talk about people that are worried about their, their, their economics or their, um, their job and all that kind of stuff. You can then, I would say, focus on being, be grateful for the abundance in your life. And they would say, what do you mean? I might lose my job. And I go, well, Focus on the abundance because what you do, you start to create a positive vibration. So you start to attract to you because again, what we focus on expands. We start to attract to us that, that abundance. And that's, that's really, that's, so that's, that's how I use the second principle in, in, in the eight principles that I talk about in my book about navigating change. I love that, Mark. And, um, you have so much value to add to this conversation. Um, I want to just thank everybody for being part of our show today and for tuning in. I'm talking to Mark Susno. He's the author of Dancing on the River. I'm Temple Hayes. I want to thank all of you. 
you for your ongoing support to Unity Online Radio. If you like the conversations that you're hearing today, uh, you can join us on unitycampus.org. We have a wide range of various education and talks that support uh, the intentional spirit. We'll be right back following this short break. Thank you so much. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and those of you that are just tuning in. I'm talking to Mark Susnow. He is the author of the book, Dancing on the River, Navigating Life's Changes. And for those of you that are already listening, like me, you are so impressed that he has the website domain, inspirepossibility.com. And all fun aside, I mean, that is, Mark, a great website, I'm telling you. Um, you can go to his website website inspire possibility you can learn more about his work as a life coach uh, he works a lot in corporate he works a lot with spiritual clients with whatever connection you can stay in touch with him he also has his own radio show mark tell us about your show the uh, show is called journey on and we um interview different um authors kind of you know kind of like myself and like you and we're doing it for about a year now, and and uh, my co-host is Ralph Marston that writes the Daily Motivator, and um, it's great. Sometimes it's just Ralph and I um, sharing our ideas about being on the journey, and um, you know it's interesting the word journey because it has to qualify as one of the most overused words there is, but I love it anyway. <laughs> And, and, and so my signature in all my emails is Journey On. So when I was talking to Ralph about a name for our show, he said, well, I said, what do you have any thoughts about a name? And he said, yeah. He said, what about something with the word journey? In it? I go, okay, I got something. I got something perfect. Let's just call. What about Journey On? He said, that sounds great. So, so that's the name of our show. And uh, it's a way to really get a sense of what's going on with people and what are, you know, what are, what are, what are people's concerns? Kind of, kind of like what you do. And, and, uh, so it's something that is, it's a lot of joy. And you know, what I really like about it is, uh, you know, we get to just like you, we get to talk to somebody every week that is insightful, that's in, that is, you know, enlightened uh, and, and, um, Use the word kind of loosely, but somebody that is that is that is on the cutting edge here, that that is really is a thinker, is a thought leader, and it is definitely very 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 stimulating. Because I I I think it you know we get to a certain point in life and we we realize what really brings us alive, what really gets us excited, and for me it, it's having these these conversations like we are now that definitely um, stimulates me. Oh, it does me too. You know, the, the great healing called, um, 
storytelling is wonderful, shamanic medicine to the soul, that's for sure. Well, um, don't leave us hanging. Tell us a couple of other uh, insights from your book. I know that you're filled with them, and obviously we want people to go to the website, and that's where Uh, they can find out how to purchase the book. But tell us a couple of more of the principles that you use. Well, you know, one thing thing is that – you know, when I was, I was on this raft, the reason I tell the story, and I just told it very quickly, you know, in your show, but, um, is it, it, it's a metaphor, really. It becomes a metaphor. It's a true story, but it's also a metaphor. And, you know, I, you know, I'm in the raft and, and my, my uncle, you know, said, Hey, if you want to swim alongside the raft, go ahead. And so I thought it'd be fun. I was curious about, well, that'd be really cool. So I, I jumped off the boat. And I'm swimming alongside the raft. I was curious. And so the third principle is to be curious. And, um, what's interesting in my voicemail for a long time, my, my voicemail was, you know, I said, you've reached Mark Suss now and inspire possibility. And remember one thing, happiness is a choice, which I talked about a little earlier on the show. And a, and a couple of my friends said, listen, we love your message, but please change it. We've heard it a million times. You probably have one like that, too. You know, So I go, okay, what am I going to change it to? Because I was so attached to, to happiness. So I came up with Stay Curious as, as what's on my voicemail now. And the third, the third principle is to, is, to, is to be curious. And so what I do is how do you integrate that into your life now? So as part of the morning program, after I meditate, is I then focus, as I said, on what I'm grateful for. And then I ask myself a question. And that, and that question is, a, is in the form of, of wondering. I wonder what the highlight of my day might be. So in a way, I'm curious about, as I start my day, what the highlight of my day might be. So I might scan my day in terms of what I have planned. What would be the highlight in terms of what I have planned? But as we know, life is full of unexpected treasures. And, and I, and then I go, maybe it's something I haven't even thought about yet. So all through the day in the back of my mind, I'm curious about what that highlight's going to be, which is just a great way because you start to create this positive expectation of something good happening. Absolutely. You're looking for the mystery to unravel right before you, which is just. Yeah. Just a, a, a big thing. And so. then, um, you know, when I tell the story of the river, a lot of people go, well, what kind of uncle did did you have? He took you all the way from San Francisco to Colorado to throw you in the river. And I go, well, I had a life preserver. on." And so the fourth principle is to be prepared. And when we're prepared, when we work on ourselves, we do the inner work. We also need to do the outer work in terms of exercising, eating well. And when we're prepared, then we have more of an inner confidence and we're more willing to explore and put ourselves out there. So the fourth principle is to be prepared. But what happens is a lot of times we we kind of stay stuck. We kind of stay in our cocoon because we're afraid to get out of our comfort zone. So in a way... For me to jump in the river with, with getting out of the boat was, was letting go of my comfort zone and exploring. And a lot of times is, is a lot of people, you know, aren't aware of my story, but I was a, a trial lawyer for many, many years and, and eventually. So for me, that comfort zone with my law practice and I went ahead in the year 2000, made a leap of faith and, and, uh, gave up the career and transitioned into the work that I do now. And, um, that was really getting out of my comfort zone. But because I prepared for many, many years of doing the inner work, I would, and, and taking care of my financial responsibilities. And I also, at the time, had three young children who, you know, I, I felt responsible for. So I, but when we do the inner work and we prepare, we're more willing to get out of our comfort zone and to explore what's possible for us. Because if we stay stuck, we're never really going to, discover what's out there and what and what we're capable of so the the uh fifth principle is is getting out of comfort zone that's a big one that is um really a big one you know with with all the energy about the economy 
and different people now doing uh, multiple amounts of different jobs and all that kind of stuff. Um, Do you do any kind of coaching about how to say no and set some boundaries and how you can only take on so much? And, you know, how do you hold the door around that and keeping the balance that we still have to have some fun? Right. Well, you know, um, it's, it's interesting there, there in my book, I, I have a whole section on, on creating personal boundaries and the key to uh, personal boundaries is saying no, because what happens is usually when we agree to, a lot of times we agree to things where we're not really agreeing to what we want. So a lot of times when we agree to other things, we're saying, no, we're, we're in a way we're saying no to ourselves. We want to say yes to ourselves, yes to life, but we have to say no to other things, which is hard for people because a lot of saying no is so difficult for a lot of people. So I'll, what I'll do sometimes with people is I'll just, um, cause a lot, a lot of people that are overwhelmed are overwhelmed because they, they, Say yes to whatever you have to. You have to. You have to. You have to set boundaries. Say no. I, I, I I'm going to do this, and then let go of it. Not to agonize when you say no. Not to agonize over it. I just recently did something where I, where I, where I decided to uh, change my mind about something, and I let the person know, and I said, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to not be available, and I, and I, it bothered me to do that. But I made a I made a conscious choice about what was more important to me, and so I I, I said no, and, and and I it did bother me, and 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 uh, so it does bother bother a lot of people to say no, but to have that freedom, that personal freedom, you have to learn to, to say no. So what I might do is to have some people as an exercise is to. During the week is to say, Hey, I want you to say no three different times. A lot of times, you know, you get practice if you have kids because it's, or if you have animals, a lot of times you, you, you get practice and, and about saying no. And, um, but it, but it is important to, to do that, to say no and to, um, to really look at. Why, why are we doing this? What is the bigger picture here? But to have that freedom, we have to say no. We have to say no to distractions. Just for example, to have a morning practice, lots of stuff comes up to why we don't want to meditate or why we don't want to exercise all the time. Or, you know, we have a, a, a discipline or a hobby, why we don't want to practice. Stuff comes up all the time, but we have to learn to say no to those distractions. Otherwise, we're not going to really be able to create that excellence that we want to create in our lives. The learning level is huge. It is huge. And and for some of us, um, you know, thank heavens we had the good fortune of learning how to say no before we got LinkedIn and Facebook and responses on the blog. And, you know, because you have it. Um, coming at you now in all different directions and the more known you are the more you're pursued by people questions uh, you know facebook counseling um, a lot of different things um, and so uh, my advisement to be for those of you that are listening if you're not in a place of being able to set good boundaries now and say no um, you definitely want to contact Mark and, and learn how to work with just some simple techniques that will make a difference in that because there's only going to be more coming at us uh, with the technology world that we live in, not less. Don't you think, Mark? I am so grateful I learned how to say no because now with with uh, the other elements of social media, it, it's a lot um, to, to digest. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. With the social media, there's always like there are always new ones. I mean, I get I get requests. So and so wants to, you know, da da da, hook up with you. There's a new one called Skill Pages, and I mean, I don't keep up with them, mm-hmm. and they're just there are tons of them, and and, uh, and and you have to really look at too what your values are. So part of of um, saying no is to get clarity about what your values are, and. Um, 
So that's something we work on. What are your values? What's important to you? I've, I've been a musician my whole life since I've been six years old. And to really, to, to, you know, to, to get, to really, to excel at something, you have to create this space where you can really focus. Same thing, write as a writer. You know, I know when I'm really focused on writing an article or when I was in my book, I said at a time to work on it, I would not take incoming calls or I would not check my email. And, and it, it's more difficult with the distractions with people with, with digital technology to, to carve out that space to where they just totally are totally in a sacred space. So, so, um, I, it's more challenging that way. Well, thank you for your comments, Mark. Um, those of you that would like to go to Mark's website, inspirepossibility.com, you can read about him while we go on a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about our society and some of Mark's views on what we are doing or not doing and how to be um, better enlightened into making a difference and dancing on the river. We'll be right back. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And so welcome back, everyone. I'm talking with Mark Sussnow. Dancing on the River is his book, Navigating Life's Changes. And Mark, some of the principles that you address really help us uh, deal with, you know, some of the challenges that we face today in our society. Um, continue on with your, with your wisdom and, and give us some insight of some of the other principles. Well, the, the uh, sixth principle we we talked about the fifth one we talked about getting out of your comfort zone but mm-hmm. still even though you're prepared a lot of us don't get out of our comfort zone and we don't do things because we have resistance so the sixth principle is letting go of resistance and a lot of times people say to me you know um i just you know i have resistance to doing this that must mean that i don't want to do it that must mean I really don't want to do it deep inside. I've heard this a lot. It could be, you know, it could be, it could be, uh, coaching. It could be a lot of things. I mean, people have that. And I say, you know what? The fact you have resistance, all that means is you have resistance. It doesn't mean anything else, but people want to give it a meaning. And I think that as human beings, it's very rare that we're 100% in in the moment. I mean, that's the whole work. I think as spiritual beings, we're learning to do is to be totally present. And, and I mean, there there are so many spiritual books on on you know, be here now, power of now to to be to be totally present. And that's our challenge. And I don't think as long as we're in these physical bodies, we can ever get to that place where we're totally physically present. Maybe maybe you know, in a state of deep meditation for a a, a short period of time. But in our regular life, it's very rare that, that uh, you know, even if it's 1%. So you're always going to have, it's like whenever you do something, you're excited about doing something. But still, there might be that 1% of, of uncertainty or, or, you know, or, or some type of a, a 
split feeling, mixed feeling. So, uh, so, uh, but what happens is we have to learn to be okay to let go of the resistance and to do it anyway. To say, yes, I have resistance and I'm going to do it anyway. Because we have a vision of what it is we want. We have a vision of what's possible. And that's why we do it. We, we, we think this is going to be a good thing and we do it, even though we might not want to do it. So that's the sixth principle is to, is to, is to get out of your comfort zone, to let go of your resistance and, and to do it. What it is you, you really want that's really meaningful. It might be getting involved in a spiritual community such as unity. We, there's part of us, you know, I'd, I'd rather sleep this morning or I don't like the people or whatever, but you can, but if you decide it's something that there's value, you do anyway. The resistance is going to come up. The seventh principle is that you know, resistance comes up, but when you're connected to other people, it's a lot easier to, to move along in your life. And that's really what the seventh principle is, is to be connected. It's to, to be connected with, with other people and, and so that we're not alone. And, and when we reach out, we open up. And one little exercise I suggest to people I work with is that when you're in the grocery store, everybody has a, has a name tag and, and they don't have a name tag. So if you don't like them, you can report them. And, but that's what people think. They, the person has a name tag. They're, they're working hard and you get your groceries and you're, you're, you know, you pay and it's very, very routine. So what, as an exercise, I say to people, address them by their name. So, so I go, Hey, Shelly, how's it going? And it's amazing what, what happens is all of a sudden you can make going to the grocery store fun and you have these incredible dialogues. And that really helps you sometimes have more connection with people. And, and that's really what I try to do is really start to focus on being present with people. And I know that it just enriches my life. And it's interesting how I've come up with seven things you can do. And you go, wow, what this is a great roadmap to becoming happier, more enlightened. But, you know, there are always obstacles in the way. Life has a way of of, of, of sometimes just not working the way you, you hoped it would. And we get disappointed at times. And so the eighth principle is to embrace the great mystery, which is what, you know, we all get involved in, in spiritual communities for is trying to make sense of this, of this huge mystery. And, and, um, and sometimes we never do. And, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm going to. Would you repeat the eighth principle again? Sure. First one is to to live from your center. Second one is to be grateful. The third one is to be curious. The fourth one is to is to be prepared. The fifth one is to get out of your comfort zone. The sixth one is to let go of resistance. The seventh one is to be connected. And the eighth one is to embrace the great mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, I do we have a minute if I can tell you a story? Absolutely. Please do. Yes. It really kind of brought this home and also, you know, got me in touch with with this sense of a higher power. So one winter, it it had been raining. Moran actually rains a lot. We're in a drought now. But this winter, it had rained for three straight weeks. And it was was New Year's Eve. We were out to dinner with another couple. And they're talking about out at Salmon Taylor Park, the salmon were running. And I was thinking, I want to get up early and go see the spot where the salmon are spawning. And so I got up early. It had been raining, uh, like I say, for, for just all the time. I get in my car. It stopped raining. The sun comes out in the middle of winter. And I start to go over what's called White's Hill. And I see this double rainbow. And I'm looking and I go, wow, this is amazing. This incredible double rainbow in the middle of the winter in Marin County. And I, and I drive toward the coast and I come to the park where, where my friend said the salmon was spawning. And I'm looking for where I'm looking to find the creek to see where exactly where the salmon are. So I can actually experience that. And I'm driving around and I don't know where it is. And I see a, I see a, a guy in it. I see a guy outside a truck with, with a dog and I walk over there and, um, I said, do you know where the salmon are spawning? And he, and he stands up and he, he turns around and he points to, to a bridge where the creek is. 
And I walk over there and I see these salmon spawn. And it, it's, it's so amazing to see them there. It's only like 18 inches deep, the water. Here they're going to spawn, make their way. Some of them make their way all the way to the ocean. Stay there for a while in the estuary. Get acclimated to the salt water. Make their way into the ocean. The ones that survive, the predators, make their way back two, three years later after swimming thousands of miles to the same exact spot where where the estuary was and make their way back up to the creek and and die where they respond. And that day I went back to, to uh, after seeing that and imagining their journey, and I went back and I, and I thank, thank the guy for showing me where this, where the salmon were. And I, I said, wow, that was amazing. And he looked at me and he says, you know, this is God's country. And I, and I said, you know, I think so too. Wow. That's a beautiful story. Well, we have um, another couple of minutes left, Mark. Um, what do you feel is the, the golden nugget that everybody should know? If you were going, this is the moment, and here I am. I've had a near-death experience which catapulted me to living life full out and not missing any near-life experiences. Um, what would that? What would those words of wisdom be? So, what would be the one? The one thing? Yes. You put me on the spot, right? <laughs> but I like to be on the spot, so it's of fun. course because you you you're an expert at teaching us how to be on the spot. <laughs> uh, I, I would, you know, that's a, that's that's a great question, and I ask you know similar types of questions like that, and uh-huh. and you know sometimes it's three, but I would say the one would be that. Happiness is a choice. Mm. That's what I really think is that happiness is a choice. You know, it's like, you know, it's some, you know, we all get disappointed at times. We sometimes think life isn't fair, but that's the thought that a lot of people have. And I've had that at times, but I, I think it comes down to making a choice that, you know, it's up to us to be happy. It's not going to be the circumstances that make us happy. It's, it's really, it's our choice. We want to be happy. We have to choose to be happy with all this, with all the imperfections going on and all the uncertainty. So you, can quote me, you can quote me. <laughs> I, I would say that, that that is a brilliant insight, that happiness is a choice. And just like little Billy in the first grade, I know for all of our listeners today that they can be possible and i want to thank you mark for the work that you do and the teaching and the coaching and uh authoring uh, these tremendous books i look forward to seeing uh your next book out I want to remind everybody of your website is inspirepossibility.com and i'll look forward to being on your radio show mark thank you for the opportunity Um, to get to know you better. And thank you for the work you're doing in the world as an intentional spirit. Thank you for being with us, everyone. And thank you for your continued support of Unity Online Radio. Uh, Bless you on this incredible, mysterious journey that we call life. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. 
Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Mayhem to Miracle, from Disaster to Divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul 
and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.